0: praise God. We thank God, as always, uh, for every opportunity that we are given to be able to share the word of God, to go into the word of God, study what God has for us, and just receive the word of God. I am absolutely convinced if we are going to do better, if we're going to get better, if we're going to be better, that's not going to happen outside of the permission and the will of God, the the aid of God. On our own, we can only ever do so much, and um, and if you're like me, <laughs> human being, red blood, then 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 I'm already aware that you drop the ball just as well as I do. But I'm so glad that we have a God who's able to pick it up when we drop it. We 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 mess up, we make mistakes, but God, and that's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful conclusion to every story to be able to say, but God, we have so many, as the Bible says, sins that testify against us, but God, we serve a God who is greater than our sins, greater than our failures, greater than our shortcomings. And you know what? He's going to always be greater. You might feel depressed. Sometimes you might feel down, but I want to remind you today, that the Lord God almighty, who is he? Jesus Christ. That's who he is. He is able to do what you cannot. And though you might feel depressed and down and, and, and just like, you know what, this is just not working out. Look to the heels from which cometh your help because all your help and all your strength comes from the Lord and he will not fail. He will not fail no matter what anybody else or the devil says. He will not fail. Amen. Let's get into the word of God. We are picking back up in our lessons um, in the book of 1 Samuel chapter 17. Uh, We're looking at verses 32 through 37. I'm going to go ahead and read that. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him, thy servant will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, thou art not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for thou art but a youth, and he a man of war from his youth. And David said unto Saul, thy servant kept his father's sheep, and there came a lion and a bear, and took a lamb out of the flock. And I went out after him and smote him and delivered it out of his mouth. And when he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and smote him and slew him, amen, thy servant slew both the lion and the bear, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be as one of them, seeing he hath defied the armies of the living God. David said, moreover, the Lord that delivered me out of the paw of the lion, and out of the paw of the bear, he will deliver me out of the hand of this Philistine, and Saul said unto David, go, and the Lord be with thee. May the Lord always add a blessing to those who read and hear, and don't stop there, but those who do His word. Amen. I've said this before, and I will keep saying it, probably till I'm blue in the face. You got to do the word. We have to do the word of God. It is absolutely of no value to just know it in your head and to to be able to recite it and quote it. That does not mean anything. The word of God is meant to be used. It is meant for us to partake in on a daily basis because we're applying it on a daily basis to our lives so if you're not doing that i want to encourage you to start being obedient to the word of god okay you got to be obedient now we've been talking about a lot of things the very last uh, time that we spoke uh, on this or from this uh, scripture set, we uh, we really dealt with fear. We got into that and we talked about the different types of fear, and that was a wonderful lesson. Um, I had to go over it just a couple times to just um, to just to constantly hear that. Um, whenever I go over a lesson that I teach for me. It's not, I'm I'm not listening to myself, but what I'm listening to is the word of God. I subtract myself and just pretend that it's somebody else. And and I just, I, I don't even hear myself. I hear the word of God and I focus on the word of God because oftentimes in this, and many of you, if you are believers and you've been walking in this, you may identify with this next thing that I'm getting ready to say, is, is that there are times when you are speaking and you know that you're speaking by the power of God. You know, that you, don't have, you know that you couldn't come up with it. You know that you didn't have anything to do with it. You know that it is straight from heaven's throne. You know that. And so there are many times when you will be talking, maybe you're teaching, maybe you're evangelizing, maybe you are witnessing or just sharing your testimony. And um, you know that the Lord comes in and he just takes over and all of a sudden, the, everything goes away and he steps in and you know that thing, and things are just coming to you. That's the spirit. That's the Holy Ghost. That is the Holy Ghost operating. And so many times I know when I'm listening to the word of God, you know, <laughs> I'm listening and I'm like, man, Lord, I know that was you. You took over. Thank you so much because I hear you speaking to me. and that's what. That's why we pray, Lord, move us out of the way and Lord, you step in. You don't need to hear what I have to say, but you need to hear what God has to say. If you just get what I say, what Brother Walker has to say, you're going to be messed up. Why? Because I'm a human being just like you, subject to faults and failures. But when God steps in, when God overshadows with the spirit, when God moves by the Holy Ghost, then all of a sudden, guess what? My faults and my failures, your faults, your failures, they don't matter anymore. God has breathed on it. And then he starts making the difference. And then all of a sudden, what you and I cannot do, we all of a sudden become able to do. And that's not because of our own strength, but that's a testament and a testimony to the wonderful power of God Almighty. Praise God for the Holy Ghost. But we talked about fear, okay? We, we, um, and we said that God often helps us uh, start a task or complete an assignment or undertake an assignment by first dispelling fear. The, uh, the fear that surrounds it. That's one of the first things that he does. He gives us, we, we get a job, we get a task. And then all of a sudden we get a little fearful. Well, the first thing that God does when that happens many, many times is that he addresses the fear that surrounds it, okay? And, we, and when we ask the question, why did God do this? The answers that we came up with was, was that because fear, the wrong kind, is always an adversary to progress, okay? Spiritual or otherwise, it really does not matter. Okay, you can be trying to make progress in the natural sense on something or you can be trying to make progress in the spiritual sense, whichever way it is or in whichever area you're trying to make progress. It doesn't really matter when the wrong type of fear comes in. It'll stop that progress. It will it it, it will it will prohibit you from going any further. Okay. we also said that there are different types of fear, and that was a good thing because we needed to understand that, because when you talk about the subject of fear, you cannot just put all fear in the same category, because if you do put it all in the same category, then you'll come out with an unbalanced understanding of what fear is. And and many times when people put it into the wrong category. I would probably say for the most part, people tend to put it all in the negative sense, meaning that people do not always deal with or bring out the positive aspects of fear or the good types of fear probably is a better way to say that. Okay, we said that fear in itself is not inherently evil and it's not. Thus, it is not an evil emotion. It tends to get associated with it because of all of the other just rabbit trails it can lead you in when you go down the wrong path of it, but it is not inherently evil. And you need to know that it's not an evil emotion. Okay. God didn't give you an evil emotion. That's not what he did. Okay. So, and because of that, it also means that though we don't always like it, we don't always want to operate in it. Usually it's the negative kind, but, but because of that, And because it kind of gets usually all associated and lumped into the same category, sometimes we tend to shun it. And that is also wrong. We do not need to shun fear. It serves a purpose. The emotion and ability to have fear, we said, comes from God. And that goes right back to what I said just a few moments ago. God didn't give you an evil emotion. He gave you the ability and the capacity to feel fear. Okay? all right and all of it serves a purpose okay amen just as all emotions they serve a purpose but many times those purposes of it are lost why because the enemy comes in and 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 hijacks things and 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 we and and, uh, and or our own lusts and our own desires um, or our own misunderstanding our own ways so to speak get in the way you know remember the word tells us to trust in the lord with all our heart and what lean not to your own understanding tells us this in the book of proverbs but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path so when it comes to fear sometimes you got the enemy trying to hijack and then and gets us focused on on all the wrong type and, and going in the wrong direction but it ain't always the enemy Okay. Your your, Satan is not unclean spirits are not your only adversaries. Your flesh is also an enemy. So yourself, yourself has its own desires. Paul said in me dwelleth no good thing. Amen. Tells us that in the book of Romans. Amen. Amen. And, uh, and, and so we have these, we, 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 we have these challenges that we have to, um, that we have to that we have to deal with, and many times overcome when we deal with the emotion of fear. Because on one hand, on one hand, you got the enemy trying to hijack it and get you caught up, get you terrified. Okay, and then on the other hand, we've got our you know we've got our own desire, our own thoughts that work counterclockwise to the will of God. Amen. Okay, so we have to understand that because we have that, it's all the more important that you realize that fear and the ability to have fear is actually an emotion that comes from God. Therefore, it is not evil. Okay? It is not evil. It just gets misused. But it is not evil. Amen. Now, many things in life we said can and will trigger that fear response. But, be that as it may, fear though sometimes it is a natural response, we did discover and we did discuss that it is not always the correct response. So yes, it comes from God and he's given us the capacity, the ability to have and to experience it. But it actually has a time and a place to use, to be used. And so when it is used out of sequence and out of order or in the wrong context, yes, fear is, a, is and can be a natural response, amen. But it is not always the correct response. And we learned the reason for this is because number one, the wrong type of fear carries with it torment and we saw first john chapter 4 18 and 19 there is no fear in love but perfect love what Casteth out fear because fear hath torment he that feareth is not made perfect in love we love him because he first loved us amen we also said that god didn't give us the spirit of fear and we saw that second timothy 1 and 7 For God hath not given us the spirit of fear. Amen. But of power and of love and of a sound mind. Glory to God. Amen. We said it is not God's desire that we walk around in fear. Amen. This is, we're talking about why fear is not always the correct response. And we're telling you right now, we said, number one, because. The wrong type carries torment. Number two, that wrong type, God didn't give that to you. Amen. Amen. And then number three, what we're stabbed right now, God, it's not God's will that you walk around terrified. That is not what God wants you to do. Now, if you're the wicked, that's different. You're supposed to be terrified, and you're going to be terrified. The Bible tells you that the wicked, they flee when nobody's chasing them. So they're they, they going to live in terror. They're going to have that. But if you are blood washed, water baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost, and I pray that you are. And if you're not, by the time you're finished with this, I pray that you are crying out asking, what must I do to be saved? And you are headlong going straight forward to a, to a baptismal tank where you can be baptized in the name of Jesus, obviously provided that you've repented of your sins and God to fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. You ain't going to wonder if you get the Holy Ghost. You'll know when you get the Holy Ghost. They'll speak with other tongues. That is the gift. That's the initial gifting that comes along with it. That's how you know. It's a proof of receipt. Amen. That's how you know God did what you, what did his part. You can only do the part that he assigns to you. What's that? Getting that water. Be baptized in his name. That's your part. That's your part. But what he's done is promised to respond in a certain way when you are obedient to your part. Amen. Amen. What happens? He does it performs a circumcision of the heart when you're in that water. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. That, 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 that old, that heart of stone or that old man, as it, as it were, yeah, he does away with all of that If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. All things, what, are become new. And that's good news. Nevertheless, it is not God's desire, going back to fear, that we walk around in fear. Isaiah 51 and 12 says this, I, even I, am he that comforteth you. Who art thou? That thou shouldest be afraid of a man that shall die. And of the son of man, which shall be made as grass. God says, no, 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 no! I don't want you walking around being afraid and I don't want you fearing nobody. Glory to God. Now, now you know that is a God who loves you when he is taking the fear out of everything, man. Those are the areas where we get afraid of. We get afraid just if we get afraid of the unknown, what we don't know. And then we get afraid of people. Those, Those tend to be like some of the biggest areas where we experience the effects of 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 fear when it goes maverick and rogue in our life when it's when it's out of context and out of order, but we serve a God who speaks against all of that. And you know what? You know what I love about that. What I love about that is is that God's word is still the final word. Glory to God. I hope wherever you are listening to this, whenever you will listen to this, I want to tell you again, God's word is the final word. If He said it. He's going to do it. If he said it, he is going to bring it to pass. If he said it, he is going to listen. If God said he's going to do something, that is like a check that will cash all day long. It ain't going to bounce, ain't going to get funny, and all that other kind of stuff ain't going to turn into rubber. I'm telling you that the credit of the Most High is still all good. His track record is still flawless, and he's still doing exactly. What he said he's going to do. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. Especially if you've been running through just kind of on a tear of man, things not just not working and just seem like, man, loss after loss. Uh Uh-uh. Let me tell you something. Now, thanks be unto God, the Bible says, who always causes us to triumph. I'm telling you, you're gonna win. You be obedient to that word. Now, if you now, if you are not doing what the word says, you are going to lose. I don't want to make you think that you're a winner. When you disobedient, no, you're not. You are not a winner. If you are doing contrary to the word of God, you're not winning anything, you're not getting any prize. No, you're not. All you're doing is uh, all you're doing is treasuring up wrath against the day of wrath, What's the Bible teaches. In other words, all you're doing is making your punishment worse. That's what you're doing. When you live in sin, when I live in sin, when I walk contrary to the word of God, knowing what it says, you are storing up, treasuring up wrath against. The day of wrath. That means you're already in trouble, and all you doing by disobedience is making it worse.
1: You already been indicted. God already got you got you on tape. All you doing is adding charges.
0: The first one it was already airtight, and all that evidence that God against it. Guess what? All <laughs> oh, that's admissible. No, ain't none of that getting thrown out. Oh, All that, what's done in the dark comes to the light, brothers and sisters. It still does. You got to live right. You can't live in sin. You got to put that stuff down. It don't matter what your lifestyle is, everything going on. The world will tell you this is okay and that's okay. Let me tell you something, it ain't okay. If that word saying ain't okay, it ain't okay. It's not okay. It, let me tell you something. It's not okay to go around lying. The Bible said it ain't okay. It's not okay to be homosexual. The Bible says it ain't okay. It's not okay to act as part of a gender that you are not. That's not okay. It's not okay for you to be stealing. It's not okay for you to be for you to be killing. It's not okay. For you to be hateful. It's not okay for you to be spiteful. These things are not okay. And it's not a situation where some of these things are more okay than others. other. None of it is okay. My goodness, if the word of God teaches against it, it's not okay. It's not okay, and you can't win that way. You got to turn from your sin, no matter what it is, no matter how innocent you think it is. Even if you think that your sin isn't affecting anybody else, and it's just something that you do privately, sin is still sin. And all you're doing is treasuring up wrath, storing up wrath against the day of wrath. Amen. God's will is not, you're not walking in fear, but if you are walking in sin deliberately, amen. And even and even unintentionally,
1: that type of behavior will bring
0: the fear response. And many times it will bring the negative one. Amen. And But God doesn't want you to, to live in fear now as we proceed we talked about these different types of fear amen and we talked about the
1: different purposes of fear
0: it serves a purpose amen okay the different types or different purposes of fear we talked about that because fear does serve a purpose okay and we won't read We won't rehash that.
1: Cain, the brother of Abel, proposed
0: a question. Ridiculous, but a question nonetheless. Cain proposed
1: a question that
0: many of us try to pose when we know we are in the wrong especially when we have failed to live up to our responsibility to our fellow brothers and sisters Cain asked a question asked a question but but he wasn't asking the question out of a good heart he wasn't asking it out of a place of really wanting to 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 know but 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 he asked a a question a smart aleck question a question that 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 um that was disrespectful a question that was that was unthoughtful a question that that really really when you get down to it the answer should have been obvious and so obvious that there would have been no need for such a a a question but but him disrespecting god in so many different ways first he brings an offering amen and it wasn't that Offer, and it wasn't that the offering was a uh, was a uh, was a was an offering of the harvest as opposed to an offering of the uh, fatlings or the firstlings, so to speak, or that 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 Abel offered. It wasn't that that God Cain rejected. No, it was that he gave an inferior offering. He didn't give the first. He gave the leftovers. He gave what was run over. He gave what was, what was, what was, what was, what was in many ways rejected. He gave what nobody wanted. <clears throat> he didn't give the best. He gave the last and he gave the worst. That's what it was. The Bible is very plain. Abel was a keeper of the sheep. He kept the flock, but Cain was a tiller of the land. God wasn't expecting Cain to give Abel's offering. No, he was not. I'm going to set that straight. God was not expecting Cain to give Abel's offering, but he was expecting Cain to give his offering out of
1: the same heart and with the same respect
0: that Abel gave his. And it was the absence of that that got Cain's offering rejected and ultimately sending him on a plight. Do you hear Genesis chapter four, verse nine, the word of God says this, and the Lord said unto Cain, where is Abel thy brother? And he said, I know not. I am I my brother's keeper. Listen at that. Look at that. Disrespectful from start to finish. God asks a question and he's looking for honors. Won't given that question. God already knew where he was, but you know what he was doing? He was giving Cain an opportunity to fess up, to come clean. Why? Because just going from the story, just going with all this, it wasn't like Cain was going to bring it up. No, Cain would have probably more than likely tried to keep on going like nothing had ever happened, but you can't fool God. And somebody listening to this who will listen to this, I got to warn you, you're trying to fool God and it's not going to work. You know, you're not doing right. You know, you're not living
1: right. You're struggling,
0: but you keep telling yourself all of these different ideas, and all these different things, some of it along the lines of I'll get right you know, eventually others telling yourself things like, well, nobody even sees me or whatever. Listen, 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 listen. You are not going to win and you're not going to get by. God already knows. He already know you're messing up. He already knows you're full of sin, but then again, he died for the sinful. He knew what you was up to and he knows what you up to. And he's calling you out of it. It's time to stop. It's time to put that stuff down. It's time to walk away. It's time to leave those people alone. It's time to get right. It's time to get where you're supposed to be. It's time to turn away from sin. It's time to truly repent and turn unto God with your whole heart. That's what you got to do. And everybody got to do it. There's no no different way for for you as it was for me. I had to do it. Others had to do it. You got to do it too.
1: See, God don't expect of you what you
0: can't do. He expects of you what you can do. You can repent. You can change your mind about sin. You don't have to be in love with the wrong thing.
1: You don't have to go the wrong way. But God is polite and he is not going to make you go the right way. If you want to hang yourself, God's going to give you all the rope necessary to do so. But if you want to be set free,
0: well, let me just say he's done all the heavy lifting. Jesus paid it all. He knew that that would require something that you couldn't do. He knew that that debt of sin was going to have to be paid. And it was going to have to be paid in full.
1: It was going to have, somebody was going to listen, sin racked up a bill and somebody was going to get stuck with the tab. Somebody was going to have to pay it. We racked up the debt, but God
0: almighty paid the bill. And that's good news. That is good news. Abel came, where, where, where is Abel thy brother? He said, I know not. That's a lie.
1: And then look at this question. Am I my brother's keeper?
0: Interesting question. Goes right in line with many of the things that we're talking about today. See, before David stepped into
1: the arena with Goliath, I want you to hear me now. Before David stepped into that arena,
0: onto that battlefield with Goliath, he first stepped into the arena against the fear that Goliath was causing. Before he
1: could face the man, he had to face the fear. See, because I submit to you that it's the fear, the wrong kind of fear, that can make the man look larger than life. Yeah, Goliath was big. They called him a giant. Yes, he was. But who is he compared to God?
0: Who is he that is referred to as a giant in the presence of the Almighty? Is he
1: not but grass. fear will cause you and I to attribute stature
2: beyond acceptable limitations
1: to those who are men just like you and me.
0: Before he stepped into the arena and fought the man, David had to first square off with the fear that
1: that man was causing. That the enemy, the devil was working through in order to cause.
0: David chose, watch this. David chose to be fearless in the face of the fearful that's what he did he literally chose in the face of the fearful everybody afraid remember we already read the scriptures they were all afraid how afraid was they were so afraid that uh, even the thought of the the reward didn't wake them up out of that fear they they were stuck they were like did you see this man and we are like them many times did you see this situation did you see what was in that letter that came in the mail? Did you see that email? Did you did you read this? Did you see this? Do you hear what they are saying? And sometimes it comes over so quick and so and comes at us so quick that the fear response, the incorrect one, man, it kicks in all at the wrong time. But David chose in the face of the fearful. Everybody else around him was, 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 was scared, running scared. I, 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 could, I could imagine that if they all probably had holes to, to hide in and cover themselves up, they probably would have. And that's not Bible, but that's just me thinking, you know, going off of what the scripture says. It just seems like, man, if they if they could have run away, they probably would have run away. They were that afraid of Goliath and what Goliath represented. Amen. So much so it eclipsed all of the good and everything else that they really couldn't afford to let go of, but they let go truths they, they they let go of in the face of the enemy. And I feel led to tell somebody don't let go of truth. Don't let go of what you know in the face of the enemy, in the face of a hard time. It will be tempting sometimes, but you got to hold on
1: to what you know in the face of what you don't know, the unknown, or an intimidating face of the enemy. You got to hold on to what you know. You got to hold on to the truth of God. You got to remember that he said thou shalt live and not die. You got to remember that weeping only lasts for just a moment. Just a night. But that joy is coming.
0: You wait till the morning, it's it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. David chose to be fearless in the face of the fearful. Why? Because fearlessness and
1: fearfulness At the end of the day,
2: they are choices. Fearlessness and fearfulness
1: have this in common. They are both choices. They might, the response
0: of either one can be elicited or prompted in just a moment. It can come very quickly. But the choice to, but, but the state in which you stay in, the state in which you operate in, do I operate in faithfulness or do I operate in fearlessness or do I operate in, in either or? Do I operate in this fearlessness or do I operate in this fearfulness?
1: It's, going to come down to choices.
2: You choose. You can either live through the fear
1: which will cause you to live in spite of fear. or you can
2: live in the fear.
0: You have to choose. Fearlessness and faith and fearfulness, they are choices. And the reality is, is that
1: we simply do not have
0: to be afraid one of the Deuterocanical books in between Malachi, man, and Matthew, the book of Ecclesiasticus chapter two, seven through 11 says this. Ye that fear the Lord, wait for his mercy and go not aside, lest ye fall. Ye that fear the Lord, that's that reference. So that's the good kind of fear. Believe him and your reward shall not fail. Ye that fear the Lord, hope for good and for everlasting joy and mercy. Look at the generations of old and see, did ever any trust in the Lord and was confounded? Or did any abide in his fear? That's his reverence. That's his respect. And was forsaken. Or whom did he ever despise that called upon him? For the Lord is full of compassion and mercy, long-suffering and very pitiful, and forgiveth sins, and saveth in the time of affliction. I'm going to say it again. We simply do not have to be afraid. David did this, stepped into the arena, squared off with, 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 with fear before squaring off with Goliath. How do we know that? Because everybody else was initially afraid. And in order for David to do what he did, he had to rise above the fear. He had to push past or beyond the fear. And the fact that David did it shows us, proves to us, that David squared off with fear before he squared off with the man. See, David, and what's interesting about this, family, friends, and those of you who are just listening, David did this not just for himself. Yes, he had to conquer his own fear, but he didn't do it just for himself. David did this not just for himself, but on behalf of his people, as his family, friends.
1: Guess what? Acquaintances and even
2: strangers. David didn't do it just for himself.
0: But David did it for everybody else. See, the enemy needed to be stopped. But the wrong type of fear
1: paralyzed everybody else. My Bible tells me that when the enemy comes in like
2: a flood. That our God.
0: Will raise up and lift up a standard against him. The standard is for all intents and purposes. It is like a flag. It is a rally point. It is the place where we say this is where it stops this is how far the enemy can go. This is my territory. This is my heel. This is my land. And I am not going anywhere. I'm going to make my stand right here. And so when God lifts up a standard, when the enemy, that means he lifts up a rally point. That means it's a position where we're not going nowhere. It doesn't matter what the enemy comes with, doesn't matter what he says, doesn't matter how he tries to intimidate, doesn't matter what he does. We are not going anywhere. And somebody listen to this, you got to get some fight in you. You got to get to that point where you say, God gave me this, and I'm not going nowhere. I'm not letting go of what God gave me. It might be dark. It might be dreary. It might look like this thing is getting ready to break apart, but God gave me this territory. God gave me my house. God gave me my family. God gave me my job. I'm not going nowhere. I'm not going nowhere. Not until God say so. Not until God say so. When is the credit of the most high going to override what the world has to offer and what they say and what the enemy has to publish.
1: The devil is a liar
2: and the father of lies. So why do we
0: take his lies over the truth of God? The devil fails all the time. God is always putting him to shame and making a liar out of him. Yet God remains forever true and his word forever settled. Not one loss, not one victory. Yet we prioritize the voice of the enemy over the voice of the most high. As if the devil somehow got something on God. The devil don't have nothing on Jesus. There ain't nobody greater. There ain't no name greater. Oh, I, I'm, I'm going to remind you whether you want to hear it or not. God is still God. I said he's still God.
2: Are you
1: losing your house to foreclosure? He's still God. Does your health seem to be deteriorating before you? He's still God. Has the family seemed to all but falling apart? He's still God. Did you suffer a miscarriage? He's still God. Who did you lose along the way? He's still God. God is still God. And he didn't run out on you. Even when it seemed like worse came to worse, he's right there with you. And I want to tell somebody that you got to cast your cares upon him because he cares for you. Some hurts go beyond words.
0: But we serve a God who goes beyond words. He not stop because somehow I don't have the ability. He remains forever true. His word is forever settled. And if he said he going to be right there, he going to be right there. I can't tell you how he's going to turn it around. I just know that he is. Don't run. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. My word tells me that having done all to stand, you got to stand there for. You got to lock in, family. You got to lock in. You got to lock in. When you can't figure it out, when you can't trace it out, when you can't map it out, you got to know that somebody got a plan and his name is Jesus Christ and he's not going to fail in everything he does and succeeds in, including rescuing you and including seeing about you. We'd have tolerated the voice of the devil long enough that he ain't got nothing new to say. He's saying the same old thing like
1: Goliath. We're not listening to him no more. We're not trading our today and our tomorrow for something that ain't even worth it,
0: for lies of the enemy. Now, we will forget all that. We don't want any of that. David didn't do this just for himself. He did it for everybody. He did it for his family. He did it for his friends, but he also did it for the acquaintances and he did this for the strangers. See, the enemy needed to be stopped, but the wrong type of fear family paralyzed everybody else. And you're going to have to square off with that. See, the mission of God, the mission of
1: God given to us is unto people.
0: That mission that he gives you, It ain't to yourself. God didn't bless you and save you for you to just be blessed and saved and you just, no. God saved you so that you can reach somebody else. The mission that God has given us is a mission unto people. So fear of those same people, men,
1: will always keep us from completing the mission. And I told you, In Isaiah 51 and 12,
0: I, even I, am he that comforteth you. Who art thou that thou shouldest be afraid of a man that shall die? And of the son of man, which shall be made as grass. God has given us a mission to people. David didn't just do it for himself. He did it for the people. He did it for others. And not all of them were people that he knew. Many of us get stopped with sharing our word with just those that we feel comfortable. That's not just your mission.
1: The mission is also to the acquaintance and to the stranger.
0: God has sent you unto these people, but if you fear these people, and we live in a world right now with fear, Is at an all-time high. Everybody's afraid of what everybody else is going to do.
1: But greater is he that's in you and me
0: than he that's in the world. The lies of the enemy, the intent of the enemy, unclean spirits, they all working together. All of them being dumb together. Every last one of them. That's what the enemy does. They're ridiculous.
1: But they know that their time is short. So they're going to work extra hard to get you an extra off course. But how many times are we going to fall for the same gag? How many times are we going to laugh off the same old joke that ain't funny? I'm telling you, the
0: devil is played out. His schemes, we done seen it all before. He puts a new coat of paint on it, but it's the same old gag reel. It's the same old lame tactic. Have you ever wondered why it seems like you struggle with the same old things? You want to know why that is? Because the devil don't even respect you enough to try something new on you. All he do is repackage the same old thing. That's why you deal with the same old struggles, the same old thing. Devil fear figure that if he can't tempt you one way, well, you know what? I'll throw, you know what? I'll make it blue today. And then I'll throw it at you. Oh, well, you know, blue doesn't work today. uh, You know, I'll make it red. Let's make it a more practical or whatever else is. Well, oh, you know what? You got a problem looking and lusting after things. So let me put this woman in front of you. Oh, let me put this man in front of you. Oh, you know what? You, you know what? You got your defenses up. You're strong enough. You know You know what? Let me, let, how about this? I'm a, how, about, how about this flavor? How about that flavor? How about this over there? And that over here? How about
1: all of these different things?
0: Let me try a little something. You know what? Let me add a little more seduction to it. Let me add a little more flavor to it. Let me add a little more pizzazz, whatever it is. doesn't matter what it is. That's just an example. It doesn't matter what it is. The devil don't respect you enough to try something new. Before he tries something new, he's going to come with the same old thing, and he's going to repackage that over and over again. Until you have just shown that you have completely beat that temptation. Then he's going to come with something else to try to get you.
1: stay in that word walk in the spirit The bible tells us
0: and you will not fulfill the lusts of the flesh you will overcome you will beat whatever it is doesn't matter what it is sin comes in all kinds of packages
1: But in the name of Jesus Christ, we can beat it. We can beat it
0: all. That's why he gives us the Holy Ghost. So we have that that everyday victory. On your own, you can't do it. But with him, man, all things are possible. Seriously, what can you not do? With God Almighty, who was on the throne of the universe and everything else, on your side, please, what can you not do? What can you not accomplish if the Lord is backing you up? What can you not overcome if the Lord is seeing you through? You tell me what door you can't walk through if God
1: opens. And you tell me what person is coming to get you if God shuts the door. Who is so big that they can fight against God?
0: I asked the question before. David, Goliath has been attributed with the title of giant, and he
1: was a Giant. giant.
0: But brothers and sisters, who is he in the presence of the almighty? Let me tell you something. God wasn't running from Goliath and he ain't running from your problem. He ain't running from your Goliath. He didn't run from David's Goliath and He's not going to run from yours. You need to decide that you're going to stay in this thing. You need to decide that you are going to fight
1: in the name of Jesus Christ that I'm not
0: going to live in sin, I'm not going to walk in sin, but I will be holy because that's what I've been called to. And God wouldn't give you an assignment that you couldn't do. See, listen, God has given you no assignment
1: that he himself has not
0: volunteered to help you out with. Every task that God gives you, if it comes from him, He's going to help you with. Now, you coming with your own stuff. you on your own.
1: He ain't helping you with that. He don't have to, and he not. He's not going to help you sin. God cannot be tempted with sin, and he tempted no man with sin. He don't do it.
0: You got stuff going on, and you know it's wrong. Stop trying to call that stuff something that it ain't other than sin. It is sin. You can put a spiritual gloss if you want to. But our God is smart. He's going to wipe that gloss right off and, and tell you exactly what he's going to say. You no, know, You know what? That's sin. And that's what he's doing. You can't fool God. The mission that God gives us is to people. Not just the ones that we know, but to the ones that we don't know. But if you are afraid of people, and we live in a world where people have made us afraid. And it's time to get that under the blood. It is time to go back to the prayer room and we ask God to take away, help us overcome that fear. Lord, in the name of Jesus,
1: help us in the moment of fear to look past and beyond the fear and see you. To see you larger than life and larger and greater inability. than what we see of mankind. Are we willing to push past? I got to wonder, are we willing to push past on the behalf of other people? Even if we don't personally know them. Ask yourself that. Are you? Are you willing to push past? On behalf of People you don't personally know, because that's what David did. And many of us who listen to this
0: have had or have testimonies that say, I want to be like David, a man after God's own heart. Well, what made, God, what made this man after God's own heart? Well, you're looking at it right now. He stepped into the arena
2: against fear.
1: before he stepped into the arena against Goliath. And he did it all, not just for himself, but on behalf of the people. Yes, people who should have stepped up for themselves, but they didn't. Why? Because they were afraid. And the wrong type of fear has a paralyzing
0: effect. They were paralyzed. Remember the scripture we read. They even were, they were fully aware of the, of the honor and glory and all the things, the rewards that they would get if they could conquer this and they still didn't
1: do a thing, fear.
2: Had induced paralysis.
1: So I got to wonder, are we willing to
0: push past on behalf of other people, even if we don't personally know them? See, pushing past for the greater good of someone else. Especially when salvation is concerned. Them that you know that they, they don't know God. And even if they do, they don't know what the, they don't know Him the way that you know.
1: Him. It will often. Will oftentimes require us to
0: persevere in order to. Push past for the greater good of somebody else. Especially when it has to deal with salvation. Oftentimes, it's going to require us to persevere
1: through and push past. Fear. And I got to ask the question, is that something that we're willing to do? Is that something? As You ask yourself, are you willing to do that? It's one thing to fight down fear for yourself. But are you willing to fight back fear? Because it's for the greater good of somebody else? And what
0: if by doing so, the only prize was that of helping them overcome their fear? What if that was the only prize? Helping them find their second win.
1: What if that was the only prize? Would you still choose to do it? Would you step up on behalf of somebody else? Simply because it would help them stand? but there didn't really seem to be much in it for you. Bad enough that we got to deal with fear, hard enough to deal with it for our own self. But it becomes extraordinary when we talk about doing that very thing for the greater good of our brother and sister. Do you hear Cain's question? Am I my
2: brother's keeper? Are you? Are you? Because like with Cain, God is still asking you and me, where is your brother? Abel, notice
1: God called his brother by name. Cain, where's your brother? Abel.
2: Because fear will get you stuck on yourself. And pushing
1: past on behalf of somebody else will require you to recognize that though that person may not personally mean that much to you or you may not personally know them, They mean something to God and he knows them by name. Cain, where is Abel, your
0: brother? God bless you, family. I pray that this word has blessed you and that it will bless you. Take some time to go over, ponder it. We'll pick this up back next week. God willing, amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful Sunday. I'm going to go ahead and stop the recording.